Welcome to another edition of Cogs. That's Conversations of Great Significance. I'm Tony. I'm Mike. I'm Adam. Still. Still. Same Adam. <laughs> same guy. Same chair. Same microphone. I think I'm wearing a different shirt. You're definitely wearing one of the Cogs hats that we have made. Looking, yeah. Looking pretty sharp. Looking pretty sharp. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm liking yeah. it. It's the shape of my head that makes the hat look good. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Round. Sphere. Egg-shaped. Yeah. Egg. Egg-shaped, Egg yeah. <laughs> really fills it out. Yeah, it really does. Gives it's it a comfortable hat. I like them. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. That looks good. Looks good. Real nice flex fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, we've really stretched this hat thing a little too far at this point. Too far. Fair enough. Um, so, at uh, a previous episode, I was talking about not giving blood because of the gravy death blood. Yes. Because, uh, and Tony mentioned something about irrational fears, and I'm like, ah, don't really, it's not really a fear necessarily. But then I started thinking, what are some of our irrational fears? So I figured we'd talk about that tonight. What do you think? I'm down for it. I can go with the flow on just about anything. All right, I'll go first. I'm a little scared of this flow, though. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll I'll throw myself out there. You go first because I want to know what you're defining as irrational. Okay, here's the deal. I reserve the right to shit on everybody's irrational fears. Sure. Okay, just I don't care. So one of my irrational fears is um, I don't like picking up toads. <laughs> Please I don't know continue. Why. I don't know why. I just don't have. So you're scared of toads? Yeah, I don't like to. Is it because they pee on you? Maybe. That is 100% why. I don't know why, because it's irrational. Be- That's why it's irrational. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Because mom used to tell us that if we picked up a toad and it peed on you, you'd get warped. Yeah. That is my easy. parents said the same thing. That is why, <clears throat> that is why you have that fear. It It is irrational, but it yeah. is. It is inflicted by, but it, and it's only toads. Like if it was like a like a lake frog, you know, like a water frog, I don't have any problem. I'll go pick up a water frog. That's really? Yeah. No. So do you me. spend a lot of time walking around picking up frogs? I don't because I am fucking afraid of them. So I have my <laughs> wife go around and pick up all the fucking toads. We I live, live by a lake, so I yeah, live like a block from a lake. So my yard will. Get and we're making fun in. of my shower door bougie. You got a fucking lake house? No, it's we, not on the lake. We live like next to We live lake in Lake County. Everybody lives a block off the lake. Right? I don't. <laughs> we have a retention pond. Yeah, that counts. So, <laughs> you're, you're in the club. Yeah, if you don't go around and pick up the toads, you end up running them over with yes. a lawnmower. Yeah, so I, I'll go out there, you know, and when my wife's home and say, hey, you know, you need to go sweep the yard. Not just for toads, but also for rabbits because we have rabbit nests in our yard too sometimes and you don't want to hit those. Yeah. So that's one. Toads. You got, you got, you're going to go in on me, Adam? I'm ready. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just Nothing. No. Just irrational. It's weird. Yeah. First my... off, who sweeps their yard for toads and rabbits? People that my don't wife. Wanna sh- don't want to shred them. Yeah. So do you like, go out, how does this process work? So I get on the lawnmower. You have a riding lawnmower? It's not mine. Man, you but are yes. bougie. It's a zero turn, too. What? Yeah. So my father-in-law Damn. keeps Y'all it making in fun the, of me for having glass door showers. <laughs> he keeps it in the in the shed, and then as part payment, I get to use it to mow my lawn. He keeps anyway. it in your shed? Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, we'll be out there, and my wife will go around the yard, pick up sticks, you know, throw them in the burn pile, look for uh, look for rabbits and toads. That's it. Simple as it is. I envisioned a way different process. And sometimes... <laughs> like walking around with, like, with this, like, shot brushes, <laughs> you know, like, sweeping... Like a pan and a spoon. Yeah. Bang. He's, Come he's on, talking, toads. He's Break ta- out your toads. He's yeah. talking more like army sweeping. Yeah, right. <laughs> there. Clear. <laughs> 
Where where we have our garbage can, uh, every now and then, uh, total like you know, dig under there, make a little hole for himself, okay. and then when I take out the garbage, it fucking scares me. Gotcha. Ah, there's a fucking toad. See, hey, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't hurt them. Like I don't, you know. Okay, I, I let them do their thing, but I don't go by them. I don't pick them up. I feel the same way about spiders. Yeah. See, I love spiders. How do you? It's really? Satan yeah. little fuckers. After the house that we grew up in. I love spiders. Spiders are like nature's miracle. Oh, please do tell. Because they look like tiny little eight-legged demons. They they do eat like mosquitoes yeah. and shit like that. They eat so. all the nuisance insects around. And they just then they hide. need to eat more. They just hang out in their little corner, doing their thing. Staring at me, telling me they're going to eat my face off. That's what they're doing. Making they're webs. plotting my fucking death. Yeah. Like, what? Watch cool. me spin my whole mat of my ass while I stare at you and pot my pot your death. Yeah, I totally Fuckers. have. I totally have that same fear, but I also realize the reality of the situation that they do eat the mosquitoes. So if it ain't bothering me, I leave it. If it's in the bedroom, it's bothering me, and I kill it. Really? That's, oh God, I like just and, got and the shivers have, thinking about and we the have little a rule. demons. Like if we can catch something that we don't want in the house alive, we'll we'll catch it alive and throw it out. If it's outside, it's off limits. If it's outside, I don't care what it is it, it does not die okay I, I can get behind that yeah i'll hose them down every once in a while like a, like in the corners of the garages and shit like that like on like the outside part of it like where the door is so oh. occasionally i'll hose them down like when the webs get big like that's the best time to leave them alive but i'm why when they're building their own condominiums because then yeah because then they're gonna catch all those bugs that hover around your outside lights but it i am i am tall and walking through a fucking spider web is is ridiculously fucking like it do you scream it, like a little bitch i don't <laughs> but like i sit and i swipe at myself it's like not trying, coming off your face trying it's to fucking get it out of my hair out it's of my your fucking beard. face ah. i'm freaking out i don't scream or anything but like i'm like frantically swiping at this thing trying to get it off of me really? like if i walk through a spider web it freaks me out yeah so See, that's kind of nice because like toads don't build webs yeah so it's very rarely i walk into a toad web yeah so but they have they, they have, just kind of Imagine if they, they did. They, they definitely did have webs. They have <laughs> web, webs on their feet. Fuckers. <laughs> Scary. So, okay. So you mentioned outside spiders. No. Inside spiders. You I mentioned kept, outside I, spiders. I outside in the garage. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. It was like 10 seconds ago. Yeah. Is it his? Does he only have eight weeks to live? I didn't differentiate the inside outside. I just, I just said spiders. But okay. okay. But you said on the outside next to the light. So does that mean that the spider's just like smarter because it's building its web like in, in the floodlights and the I think insects so. are coming up and they're like, shh. Have you seen those big like wolf and pine spiders? Yeah, of course. We got to change the subject. <laughs> See, and I kind of, and again, I, since I live, you know, like by the lake. We established you're rich. We get it. And I don't mind that they're there. I let them do their thing. Do you have mosquitoes in your backyard? Not as much as you'd think. I Just don't think if you anyway. had like, you know, lazy spiders. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my spiders do a pretty good job. I mean, I'll clean off webs. Like, it, like if there's a web or something and there's no spider there, like, I'll clean it up. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd like that my house is just fucking full of spider it's webs just everywhere. just cobwebs everywhere. I, I'm, that's what I'm but, envisioning. Yeah, but you know, like, oh, there's a spider. He's got it. All right, cool. I'll let you do your thing. Like I said, I mean, if it's anywhere but the bedroom, typically I leave him alone. If it's in the bedroom, I've heard. Have you heard that stat? For how many spiders God, you swallow? shut up. When you're swallow. Or they lay eggs in your ears or fucking any of those fucking... We'll get, we'll get to your irrational ear fears. This is the worst <laughs> podcast ever. 
So yeah, no, like that. That's what like if I oh. should, if they're in the bedroom, they're fucking done. I I've spoken to these motherfuckers and bartered with them. I'm like, stay out of the bedroom. I'll leave you the fuck alone. You want to get ballsy and venture in? You're fair game, and I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, you know that's not how spiders work, right? I don't care. It's how I rationalize it. It's an irrational fear. I get it, but it's not irrational. They look like tiny little egg-legged demons. Yeah, but, but they're, they're like the size of your fucking pinky nail. Like when were when, when, was, ever, when mm. was the last time you were afraid of something the size of your fucking pinky nail? Yesterday, when I saw a spider. Let me rephrase it. When's the last time you've been hurt by a spider? Yesterday. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm sorry. I this one you're not. You guys aren't going to sell me on. I thought you didn't have any. I I do. Now you discovered one apparently. No, I've always been terrified of spiders. Oh, okay. So I have my uh, big bad super tough five foot two wife take care of spiders for me. Good. Good. Because I abs. Mm-mm. Good job, mm-mm. Adam. Wife. Hard pass. Jeez. It's a hard pass. <laughs> No. My wife does that shit too. She'll take the. Well, she's not too busy. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't do it for me, but like she'll, you know. She'll, she's not too busy doing that. Doing sweeps grab. of the yard. Yeah, she'll Clear. grab them, throw them outside, Clear. or sometimes they'll get too close to the bird. Yeah, it's a thing. Anyway, second uh, irrational fear, and this one I know why I have it: guinea pigs. I fucking hate guinea pigs. I will not pick up a guinea pig. I will not touch a guinea pig. I will not. You got bit as a child. Yeah. (laughs) That was the fucking trauma. We used to have guinea pigs when I was a child. And one of them bit my finger and... As he looks for the massive scar that's yeah. not there anymore. Is it? Down my knuckle. I can't see that. That's like old man wrinkles. Jesus. <laughs> it's there. And I pulled my hand back because he fucking bit me. And he was hanging on? Yep. And he wouldn't let go. So I had this fucking guinea pig hanging off my hand. <laughs> As a child. <laughs> Never. As a child, just whipping this thing around the Never. Yeah. <laughs> All I've envisioned is this poor little guinea pig getting tossed, bounce off the ceiling, and falling to the ground. But, ah! yeah, I got a lot of scars on my fingers, but that one is <laughs> dramatic. Guinea pigs. Fucking hate guinea pigs. Guinea Fucking pigs. scary ass pieces of shit. <laughs> nope. Hey, what about you, Tony? I don't know that it's necessarily claustrophobia, but like just being confined like in any way like it even if like the blankets are you know kind of restricting my leg movement and like around your neck not around my neck, oh. but like <laughs> like if i can't move my legs enough while I, like while i'm in bed or something like that like and i freak out and kick the fucking blankets and shit all over oh. like any kind of like restriction on my body like it freaks me out huh. i am the exact opposite not having boundaries freaks me out and, I, and if i could tell you guys a quick little story as as to how I discovered I have this fear. We were in the Bahamas and my wife signed us up for scuba diving. I'm a good swimmer, was a good swimmer, and I mostly float because I'm fat. But anyway, I digress. So I, in I, the, <laughs> I, I sink because I'm fat. Yeah, right. I don't even float. So I go, I, I go to the ocean where I'm always buoyant. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the pool and we're doing, you know, kind of like the little bit of training and I'm killing it, killing it. We get out into the boat. We go out, and we're going to dive to this, you know, place where BBC, you know, like form this, you know, film this reef or whatever. I'm super stoked about where, this. Where what? We're like the BBC, not Big Black Cox. British broadcasting, broadcasting channel. channel. Ah, yeah. okay. So I'm super excited about this. So everybody's like falling off the boat, and now I'm like looking at the horizon being like, hmm, 
I can't see really anything that way. I can see an island over there, I think. Oh shit, wait a second, this is weird. So I get in the water. And now I also have obviously read that you don't drink salt water because you're gonna go fucking crazy. And next thing you know, you start, you know, like freaking out. So I'm like, I can't get salt water in my mouth. Can't get salt water in my mouth. Isn't that just like a lot? Like, I think you have to bit. have a lot. I think it's a lot more than like the little, and all the scuba divers listening, please don't hack me, you know, don't correct me on what my terminology is, but the respirator. Mm-hmm. Whatever you go to put that in, I took in like a full mouthful. Freaked the fuck out. <laughs> Finally come back. <laughs> so calm back down. And now I've been hanging out by the buoy. Now I'm getting ready to go down. My wife is already down. She's, you know, seeing sea turtles and fucking tang fish and Nemo is high five and Swam her. Swam 10 miles, miles, came back. Yeah, right. Like, so <laughs> I'm out there and I finally am like, okay, cool. I can do this. So put the respirator back in. Boom. No salt water. Everything is great. I get about five feet down and then I go to look around and I can't see the boat. Well, I don't see the boat where I look. So I have nothing to like gauge where I'm at. But I'm supposed to be like following, you know. And then I got myself off of the line that I'm supposed to be following this, you know, like rope down. So I got off of there. Then I realized I have absolutely no boundaries. I can't see a floor. I can't see a ceiling. I have no walls. What the fuck? (laughs) Freaked the fuck out. Literally was like, nope, not for me. I'm out straight up up has to go fucking somewhere follow the bubbles and and, oh my god i'm just i'm I'm a little like now about it (laughs) so i get up and i get back on the boat and the guy's like hey man didn't work out huh (laughs) i saw a sea turtle head from the boat i enjoyed a coca-cola with the captain (laughs) nice (laughs) my wife comes up and she's like where were you right here (laughs) like oh you didn't see me down there i was down there I, and the I captain's got, like, I got all the way to the bottom. The captain goes, we've been talking. She's like, you didn't go? You're like, you were right behind me. I said, like, we had a moment. Uh, <laughs> I, went, I went a little bit. So I guess I, maybe my rational fear is not having boundaries. Yeah, that's weird. I, I am not a good swimmer, but I love snorkeling. And okay. yeah, I never have that kind of problem, like boundaries or anything like that. Uh, See, but I like instructions and I like parameters and I like process. I like all those things. So I like having kind of like bumpers around me. I really don't like it. I like when they like, okay, well, you know, dive off, go, you know, go swim around, see what you want to see, you know, just be back here in a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want me to go, go me to swim for 10 minutes and turn left? Like you need to work with me here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- I, I think that that's, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big difference between us because like one of my favorite things is ax throwing. And I like the places where you go where like, they're not hovering over you all the fucking time. I don't be hovered over but i also don't want to be like sent out to the open fucking ocean to see what can eat me sure I, I'm, ocean's I, really big though that is irrational because i mean you may see some shit but the chances that you're gonna see some shit that's gonna kill you is probably really low yeah i mean they don't they Obviously. make them i think you're wrong they make it <laughs> i know you do <laughs> they, they make a movie every time it happens and when was the last time you saw a movie about somebody getting eaten by a shark or I think something? that i think they make up more movies when than did i <laughs> real ones. when did i see the last movie you realize what she just asked right the last movie I dumb, saw was Cocaine Bear. Dumb comment. There And there ain't no bears in the ocean, Tony. Yeah. And cocaine's not going to work with sharks because obviously can't get cocaine wet. Do you know that for a fact? No, we've discussed I've never done <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact either. Yeah, that, I'm Can not. you snort wet cocaine? I don't know. Might be more difficult, but I think you can get it in there. I think you shoot it at that point, don't you? Hmm. Can you shoot cocaine? Or well, is, that, that, is uh, that just a snort? Isn't that freebase? I don't know. Hmm. I don't have that knowledge of all that. Yeah, no, me either. I think freebase is where basically you melt cocaine down, and then what what's left is freebase. That's like... 
concentrated cocaine. I could be wrong, too. I've never done any of these drugs that we were talking about. I would if I had eight weeks to live. Circling back. uh, So, so yeah. I didn't think that I was going to have any of these irrational fears. Turns out I'm the most fucked up out of the three of us. Well, what's your other one? That's only two, and spiders is kind of like everyone. Nobody likes spiders. You do. You're like, hey, nobody. I had to save the office mate again the other day when a spider crawled over his his desk. I had to go get it. Well, this wasn't me this time. It wasn't you. Good, because I would have flipped the whole fucking desk. I scooped it up, and I carried it over by the door, and I said, goodbye, spider. And Here you go, little buddy. Yeah, I threw him out there. Be free. And then he calmed down. <laughs> I don't know what other, like, weird fears I have. I mean, I guess until, like, they just kind of come up. I do have a tendency to, like, really make up, like, ridiculous situations yeah. that, you know, could be, like, fear inciting. But why is that a fear, though? It's not a fear. I think it's just more like a weird yeah. hobby. Oh, you just get weird? <laughs> it's anxiety. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Like, worst-case scenario thoughts? Yeah, like, you know, I was out walking my dog in the forest reserve, and, like, there was, like, these three people walking by that clearly looked like they could have, like, ran a colt. And, I mean, I'm that, a pretty hot guy. Don't they don't know that, you know, I've had a vasectomy and I'm not going to be able to produce do like little godchildren for them. So what if they were abducting me and take me out into the middle of the field? This and, was you three know, ladies? No, it was obviously, no. They had a guy with them for the muscle. Oh, the, so the guy was going to take your yeah. empty sperm? Yeah. So one guy, two girls. Yeah. And then you. Yeah. And, you and my dog. And your dog. And your dog. And, and my dog, and, yeah. And this didn't go anywhere? I wonder why. That's so weird. Yeah. But, you know, like you see him walking and you're like, hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'll, I'll make up some scenarios at some point. Like, I, I do that thing where, you're like, you have conversations that you've already had and been like, oh, man, I should have said that. Or uh, like, shower thoughts kind or, of thing. Or leading up to a conversation that you know that you have to have with somebody. You're like, I'm going to say all this shit. And then, and then never, in reality, and then you, you never say any of it. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, thinking you're going to be abducted and turned into, you know, some type of, like, sex shrine by, you know, three old ladies in patchwork quilt, you know, jackets is probably... Probably not. That's not an irrational fear. That's just a fantasy of yours. Yeah, I believe that's the opposite. Of Is that the opposite? <laughs> like an like ultimate come fantasy. Come on, cult. Come on, cult. <laughs> Today's my day. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I dropped the leash for my dog. Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm stuck in the dishwasher. Look at this fucking weirdo over here. Doesn't even walk his dog right. Jesus. <laughs> fucking what's the world coming to? Yeah, but I will. Like, I'll just make up like weird, you know, scenarios like that as I, you know, or like sitting next to somebody in traffic and you look over and you're like, hmm. and the next thing you know, you've like developed their entire backstory and huh. that doesn't happen to you guys. I make faces at uh, small children in the cars next to me, like the ones that are looking. Is that up. before or after you offer them candy? Definitely before. Okay. But yeah. No. Kind of win their trust. Or like if we're standing in line at something and the, somebody's like a mom's got like her kid on her shoulder or something, the kid's fucking looking back at me. Oh, I'll definitely fuck with that kid. Oh, I've, every fucking time. <laughs> yeah. The wife hates it so much. Hates it. But I do it every time. We were in the grocery store about three, four years ago, and I've always called my son by a multitude of different names. And I was like, all right, Cletus, ready to roll? And this lady looks at him, and she's like, is Cletus a family name? Because that's not a normal name you hear. And my son looks at her, and he's not named Cletus. And he looks at her, and he goes, nope, ma'am. Chose it myself. Can't wait till I'm an adult and everybody's got to call me King Cletus. And then turns around and walks away. Fuck is wrong with you, child? I, nothing. There is nothing wrong with that child. Don't you dare discourage that. That is... That is <laughs> 
There's times that he says that some shit, and I'm like, such what? beautiful improv. Don't you ever discourage oh, that. He's, he's, I wish more people something. were like him. He's something. God, the ability to come up with that off the top of your head like that? But he come does on. that shit all the time. Which is great. The yeah. kid can think on his feet. Don't ever discourage that. He listens to our podcast. He thinks that it's really funny to tell me all the dumb shit that I say the next day after a post. Have you guys ever heard of the egg theory? What is that? It's a reincarnation theory Uh that once you die, you will, you will reincarnate into another, and I might not have this entirely right, but basically you, you reincarnate into another person at a different moment in time. Right. But the theory or the idea behind it is, is that ultimately you could theoretically die and reincarnate infinitely. So your existence and your point of view in your life right now is just you surrounded by other yous at other moments in time and it's like really strange because when you said like oh and i think of these backstories about these people in the car that have their own it's lives all and the their time own thing and their own that's really you in a different incarnation at a different uh possibly a different time like right as you go through life and you meet different people of different ages and everything and it's this whole theory about how everyone you interact with is basically you it's fucking wild i i don't know how to <laughs> Something I, else you might want to look into. I, I I don't need any more like weird shit like this. It's fucking cool though. But no, I mean like because I, you seriously. can only you can only perceive your own existence. Like you can only perceive yourself. Your okay. pe- your point of view is only through your eyes. Right. So you know. What you don't know really, like like you said, that random person in the car next to you, they have a whole existence mm-hmm. that doesn't include you, right? They have probably have a, a you know a significant other. They probably have kids. They have a life. They have these same stories, not same stories, but they have, yeah, these they stories, have stories of growing up and experiencing life and all this other craziness. But you you will never experience that, or you will never know that. And that's for all 8 billion people on the planet currently, right? So it's just an interesting theory about Yeah, no, I mean, that is weird because I, I absolutely, I do it all the time, yeah. like four or five times a day. Like but it, but just, it's hard for people to re- truly understand that another person is experiencing life as you are. And if we really think about it, you're like, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. That is true. It is true. It's, it's wild. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail, but. No, that's fine. That's kind of what <clears throat> we do. Once you said that, I started remembering, like, there's just this egg theory thing out there about that and reincarnation and how you perceive life and, you know. But you guys don't ever. But my irrational fear now is unrelatable to you. But maybe. It really maybe isn't. you're the same person and you all have this fear. Any other irrational fears outside of I want, spiders? I want to say karma. Like that's a good one. I I could track with that. I whether whether it's real or whether it's not, I do I do let it influence my decisions. Yeah. You err on the side of karma? I err on the side of karma. Like, <laughs> I used to be really aggressive, like, um, like in a car. You know, being like, you know, this guy cut me off, fuck this guy. You know, I'd try and get up next to him. To I can tell you his backstory. Chew- <laughs> <laughs> his name was Adam. Uh, and, like, try and chew him out or whatever. And now I, I just don't do that anymore because I'm like, you know what? I was 
I've probably cut somebody off. I've probably done all this. Like you're getting older, is what you're saying. Maybe, but Wise, like wiser. But like I also am like I don't like I don't do things maliciously like to be because I'm like I don't want that coming back at me. Like I part of it is why I never had children is. Because, you know, they say that what if you did is the child will come back at you twice. Right. And, you know, through your children. So, like, some of that. Which is terrifying. Right. So, some of that, I was As like. somebody with a child. Because I did some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we all did. And so, yeah. I mean, karma, I think, is an irrational fear. But it's, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to have an irrational fear of. No, I think that just being conscious of how you treat others, being conscious of how you interact, being conscious of, you know, maybe that person's having a shitty day and maybe you don't need to make it any worse. Like, I've really tried to adopt. I don't believe in resolutions. I don't believe in anything, you know, like turning the calendar over doesn't mean shit. But I really have... Turning the what? Turning the calendar over. Calendar. Yeah, I'm calendar. Sorry. New Year's resolution. Yeah, gotcha. New Year's resolution. No. So, but I, I have really been focused on this year on trying to be a lot nicer. Wait, like, you did, know. did you start that yet? Or is that like something you're going to start? I mean, I don't believe in the calendar turn. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a work in progress. Well, yeah, yeah, there's... He yeah. doesn't believe in calendars oh, so you, in general. So you haven't so. started yet. <laughs> I haven't shit on Tony once this this you know this episode i don't know have i i don't know i wasn't really paying attention to you shitting on him i mean not the podcast it's great my mike's phoning it in over there (laughs) (laughs) it's your fucking topic mike (laughs) i'm just saying you should start that soon i should start that soon being nicer okay Mike, would you be so kind as to uh, throw out your next rational fear, please, and thank you? No, but I want to elaborate on this last. See how nice that was? That was the, fucking nice. The karma thing, I, yeah. Or the egg thing? So I think I think there's two <laughs> things. One is I think I'm pretty empathetic, probably too much, and I think that has to do with karma because if you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and try to understand their feelings, thoughts, emotions, where they're coming from, how they've experienced any given situation, I think that helps with your ability to you know interact with people and build relationships. And and all that fun stuff. And I personally struggle with the empathy. I don't, I, I don't think you do. I think I think you struggle with how to express yourself when, you know, you because you're you're trying to be empathetic, like you're trying not to shit on somebody because you for lack of better words, I think like you know better, but it doesn't always come out that way if that makes sense. No, I no, it's a it's a constant effort for Where me. Or some to... people like me, like so I'm like the opposite. Like I'll I'll internalize everything because I know if I do something or say something in that moment, I'm not really giving that person or that situation my true self. That makes sense. So I will separate, I'll disengage, mm-hmm. I'll disconnect from it because that way then I can either call myself or I can you know, I can be empathetic and allow myself to um, understand what's going on in a given situation. And I think you do, but I think sometimes you're you're kind of overridden, you know, like you override yourself like you want to. And there's times that I see it where you're just like, mm, mm, and then... There's times I really have to dial back the aggression. Yeah, you'll, you'll say something like... You know, just a little like, ah, and I'm like, ooh, Adam's about to go. And then and then you'll disconnect, um, you know, or you'll go somewhere, you'll put your headset on or something like that. Um, oh, man, if it wasn't for headphones there. But then but then when sometimes. you, like, come back, like, in an hour or two, and you'll you'll have that empathy, you'll have that understanding, you'll have the, okay, maybe I was not given Mike the opportunity to do X, Y, Z, so I'm going to dial it back a little bit, and now, now I'll have that conversation. So I think you I think you do. I think sometimes you just have to temper yourself a little bit. My um, problem is, is, is happening. I definitely get caught in the 
in the moment. In the mood. Yeah, and I definitely... <laughs> the, the other problem that I have is I will... My expectations for people and situations are always way too high. Right. Like, I expect people to do things at the level that I do things. That's tough. And and it is. It's really, really tough. So, and, and being a people manager makes it even worse. Right. But I still think you have that inherent thing that says, okay, if this was my boss, I know I probably wouldn't appreciate being engaged in this way. So I'm not going to, I'm going to back off. Yeah. The problem is, yeah. is I normally am, I'm half in the ring whenever I realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but that's I think, my problem. You know, I think that also gives you that like, okay, from maybe a, maybe a slightly different lens is, okay, well, if I want, you know, Mike to produce the way I want Mike to produce, I need to, you know, be empathetic, understand where he's coming from. There's probably going to be a little karma involved there because if I just go fucking ham on him all the time, I'm, you yeah. know, it could come back to me in a way that I don't want it to come back to me. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily like something bad is going to happen, but the outcome is going to be adverse to what you would expect. It's a little different twist. On, on the karma thing but I think when you're when you're empathetic and you can understand where people come from then you that's how I would want to be treated and if I treat people the way I want them to be treated then good things will happen to me more often than bad things so I, that's kind of how I see it I get that I don't know if it's necessarily an irrational fear but I don't know if it's yeah I don't know if irrational is the word for it but I really really fear failure it's not irrational it's definitely a, a real life fear for sure so that's i mean i don't know if it's necessarily irrational but i mean like it's 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 yeah it's a big one for me that one is now over like i could see irrational fear of failure dictating your decisions and all that when when you are being successful like that Mm -hmm. can be a little bit irrational like from the outside looking in Mm -hmm. because like if you're really successful and you still see yourself as a failure because of that fear then yes it becomes an irrational fear and that's more of where it's at and, and, I it's, mean, and it's self-defeating at some point because you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to, you know, come to terms with the work that you do. It's always going to be, you know, not, I'm not, a, not enough. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I have a bit of that. Like, the never good enough, never going to, you know, no matter how well I do in mostly it's work aspects, you know. like See, mine is not necessarily, mine is, is work, you know, relationship. I mean, I mean, it's all, it's almost everything that I interact with. It definitely bleeds into my personal life, but I'm able to quantify it a little bit more at work because I have actual tangible, you know, like budgets and metrics and all the Mm -hmm. things to gauge it on. And even after, you know, blowing those numbers out of the water, I brush through the success and it's on to the next one. Like I don't take the time to celebrate the success that I've had because I am I immediately blow through that but then if I miss then I sit and I dwell in it I will absolutely dwell on failure. Right. So I will dwell on failure all day, every day, but I will never stop to celebrate the success. I think that's a product of our culture and our society, personally and professionally, because, and I use this saying and all the time uh, when I worked at my other job, and it was simply yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. And mm-hmm. that's that was always it. Nobody cared what you did yesterday. Nobody Sad cared what Janet you did Jackson, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Nobody cares what you did mm-hmm. last year. No one cared what I did the last 18 years. Right. They just wanted to know what you're going to do today. And if you were a piece of shit today, well, then you're a fucking failure. And I think that's ingrained in all of us, all three of us at this table, for decades. And you, it, it's just part of the culture of how we experience life. And it's really, really shitty. It's really, well, I mean, really it, shitty. But it's also, it's not even what have you done for me lately. It's, okay, even if you did something well for me today... 
that that will be very very quickly forgotten. Right. But if you fuck up today, it'll never be forgotten. Yeah. Like that that is the that's the rub on it. Like you could be perfect 99% of the time, but that 1% is all anybody's going to remember about it. When I was when I was a young lad many years ago, like huh? when I was 17 years old, 17. Okay. I worked at a company and I am very much, you know, and Adam can attest to this. I I am at work every day early. Like early. I mean, like five minutes, like I'm there half an hour, 45 minutes early every day. And I was the same when I worked at my other job Mm -hmm. because when I was 17, literally somebody said to me, one of my bosses, you could be on time every single day and no one will care and no one will notice. But the one time you're late, everyone notices. It's true. And that fucking fucked with me and it stuck with me my Mm -hmm. whole life. And it is 100% true. Yeah. I have been late maybe once in the last 20 years of work because of something very similar. And and the the time in attendance is a euphemism for everything that you do. Mm -hmm. Right. Every work responsibility, everything that you're accountable to, every day that you do a good job and you hit the mark or you make the, you know, the big presentation or you do whatever, no one's going to remember that. That's the expectation. They're going to remember the one time. (laughs) that you fucked up right because doing all that stuff and being perfect and being on time being early you know doing doing all that stuff that's the expectation oh that's that's just no that's just you you're you're just doing the minimum yeah you're You're just doing what you're expected to do you're just doing what we pay you to do exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's cultural I mean, it really is. And I mean, I read articles all the time about, you know, you know how that people are trying to change the workforce and, you know, trying to change to where it's it's more, you know, employee focused as opposed to results focused. I don't ever see that happening. I mean, because... Not here. Not here. I mean, because I think that as... Other countries, I mean, other countries I hear, I've done no real research into it, but like they definitely seem not less goal oriented, but they put a bigger emphasis on employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I work for a really good company. I mean, you know, I really, I feel really good about where I work, but that constant looming fear of failure or disappointing somebody else is is heavy all the time for me and i mean and i may you know like all my culture indexes and all those things i've done over work you know work for that i am a very conformist person whenever it comes to work i don't miss deadlines i don't miss goals because i'll turn myself fucking inside out to get to them yeah there's some things that you've said to me before and i'm just like adam you're fucking insane like Nobody thinks that, and no one's gonna give a shit. I, but yeah, but, but it, you do, and and I get it. Like I do, mm-hmm. I understand where you come from. Um, because it comes some, from decades and decades. Yeah, it of also, people telling us we're replaceable. Oh yeah, anytime or like if you fuck up, I can have your replacement in your chair tomorrow. So so they're like real fast. There was legit towards the end of my time at the last company I worked for the 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 district manager that was like his his little fucking um saying that he would say to people that are like oh well you know if if they don't want to because we're there's a lot of change going on sure they're like, well, if they, you know, if the existing employees, you know, can't, you know, adapt. You know, can't adapt and change, that's okay because the next person that we hire won't know any different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that was literally their fucking mantra. They're, so meaning that if you're the guy that pushes back and mm-hmm. says this is fucking stupid and why are we doing this shit, you know, don't worry about that guy because the next guy we bring in, he's not going to know any better. He's not going to ask those questions. He just knows that this is his job as it is today. Right. Because that guy's expendable. Yeah. You because know, this guy was expendable. Right. Right. So, I mean, in the other side of that, too, I mean, just the other piece of that irrational fear, and I know that we've kind of touched on this before. 
before. I mean, I grew up, and I don't know how you guys grew up because I didn't grow up with you guys, but I grew up like poor, like real poor. And that's absolutely a fear of mine is to go back to being poor. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and I know that that probably makes me sound like an asshole, you know, but I mean, like we grew up with, you know, like government assisted food. We, you know, all those things like we're talking ketchup for spaghetti sauce, you know, poor, which is why I don't eat ketchup. <laughs> uh, seriously. <laughs> Mustard's the best. Right? So you now put m- mustard on your pasta? Fuck yeah, I do. It's <laughs> like a man. The uh, <laughs> Jean mustard now, fuckers. Um, Some of that gray poupon on, yeah, your, on your glass right? doors. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, that's an, I, and I don't know if it's an irrational fear once again, but I mean, I think it goes in hand in hand with the, you know, being replaceable and, you know, doing the bare minimums. I've never been a bare minimum guy because of that drive. So I have a similar, not not exactly in that same vein, but growing up without a lot of money, I have a really hard time spending a lot of money at one time. And what I mean Does by that- Does it freak you out? Yeah. And what I mean by that is, <clears throat> for example, if I, and, and I'm kind of working through this right now, if I could pay my car off like today, no problem, but I don't. Mm-hmm. So I come up with my mind that I'm going to make these smaller payments that are larger, you know, but they're not- You're going to double up on They're your not payment. too large- Right. Uh So that I can get to the finish line, even though I could literally just write a check tomorrow and be done. Right. But I won't do it because similar to that, like Mm -hmm. it it kind of freaks me out a little bit to move that much money that fast all at one time. Right. We've been actively pushing to eliminate all debt outside of the house. Yeah. You know, and and that's completely my wife grew up with money. I did not. Mm Mm-hmm. So that has absolutely been pushed by me, you know, but yeah, we've been talking about one of the things that, you know, when we bought our house, the one thing we don't like is the kitchens kind of, the counters suck, they're uneven, you know, builder grade garbage, you know, stuff. So we've wanted to do granite, but like our refrigerator has problems, doesn't, ice maker doesn't work, water dispenser doesn't work, one of the crispers is like, doesn't really roll out real well. Doesn't really crisper. Yeah, right. It fucking kind of like mushes. Um, but I can write the check tomorrow, you know, to redo the entire kitchen and still be fine. But what if? Yep. Oh my God. What if you and, did your job? No. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, we've been so, so focused on having, you know, nine to thir- nine to 12 months of if we both were to lose our jobs and we both have good jobs. Yeah. So if we were to lose all that income, can we survive at the level that we live right now for the next nine to 12 months? Um, so yeah, I, I get that, yeah. you know, and I get anxiety even buying, you know, something that's a few hundred dollars, like buying like a new PS five or something like that, like four or 500 bucks and dropping that kind of money. Like the whole, like even walking up to the register, I'm like, I really shouldn't be doing this. I really shouldn't be like, yeah, I'm the same like, way. Like same I just, way. I, I doubt all those, like anything that's more than like a hundred or 200 bucks. Like it's like. I, I, I will tell oh, you. Oh, man, what am I going to do? Like, oh, we're not going to be able to eat this week. <laughs> right. I mean, and it's and, and it's, it's not like that. I don't think either any of us are in that situation. Um, But, I mean, like, we've talked about, you know, my shoe thing, you know, quite a bit on here. Um, i got a whole Nike story for you. But nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, tomorrow is a pair of, of Jordans that are dropping that I really, really want. They're $210. I'm 90% confident that come tomorrow morning at 8.55, I will open the sneakers app and by 9.58, I will have talked myself out of even trying to get them <laughs> because they're so expensive. Yeah. There's some, like, I don't know, like a PS5, I wouldn't have any problem. <laughs> like <at> you. <laughs> it just depends what it is, I guess. But right, but I mean, like, silly yeah, things PS5, like that. I mean, like, like, like a yeah. pair of shoes for $210 is, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. 
you know, um, right? But granite it, countertops for seven thousand dollars—that's a lot of money. See, like that's the that's like dropping on a single item. I think is what I have a problem with because two hundred and ten dollars. You're right because my a, countertops are an island, so it's two items. Well, two hundred ten dollars <laughs> on a pair of seekers—that's a lot of money. They're but 105 you, a piece. But if you go two items. <laughs> but if you go to the grocery store and drop $210, you don't even think about it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. We just did feed my starving children with the baseball team the other day. I feel like such a dick now. Like just in general, understanding how much like those little rice packets. Like I'm filling these things up and they're like 400 grams or some shit like that, like 380 to 400 grams. Oh, and it's like a meal for seven people. And it's a meal for like seven <laughs> people for like two days. And I'm like, fuck, this is a side. I could put this in my hand. <laughs> right? Like I feel like such a dick. And here I am, you know, play, you know, all these boys were trying to explain to them, you know, why why we're doing this because there's these impoverished kids out there. And these kids are, you know, their parents just paid three thousand dollars for them to play fucking baseball. Stick ball. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I mean, like, how do you tell a bunch of these privileged ass kids that, you know people can't afford to Yeah, that today. people are eating fucking mud in El Salvador, you know, because they can't afford to, you know, their kids, you know, to feed their kids. So I mean yeah. it's crazy. So that's yeah. I guess maybe that's my biggest irrational fear. Maybe not irrational. But it's just a, being poor again. It was man, it was terrible. It's a perspective. It is. I mean, and that's the reason like we've discussed me not having a college education. That's the reason why I don't have one is because I frankly could we couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. I had to work my way through. So I mean, you know, I've always just kind of hung my hat on fucking outwork the next guy. No. You know, so huh. I don't know if that's what you meant by irrational fears, but fuck, we got a little deeper than anticipated. No, that's perfect. Those are good. So. I like how it started off like with like <laughs> Toads. <laughs> toads and spiders, and then it went into like some serious like Yeah, right. Like you were talking about toads, and I really wanted to be like, your princess is in another castle. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But I decided not I to. I never played toad's tool. Well, he was a mushroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah. Um, let us know. Send us an email. Tell us what your uh, irrational fears are. You can send that uh, irrational fear. Put in the subject line. Irrational shit. Shit. Or, <laughs> or, funny. or just fear. Right. Or just fear. Um, or just be like, toads are awesome. But you can really it... just send anything because... You know. We're going to read it oh, all, okay? Oh, wait. Can I have one last irrational fear real quick? I have a irrational fear of fucking ketchup on my hot dogs. Okay. That's because Go it's ahead. disgusting. I just don't eat ketchup anymore because, well... I'm afraid, like... I don't, oh no, it's gonna I, be on there. I don't know if you could hear it through the microphone, but that was me audibly rolling my eyes at how stupid that was. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All right. Here you go, dude. All right. Now you're not gonna put ketchup on your hot dog. It's gonna be a you know, Chipotle aioli on your hash brown pizza. Go ahead, email. All yeah. right, so that email to send your <laughs> Or, you know, send us your best high recipes because Tony's probably going to try them out. As long as it involves hash brown and some other weird shit from the drawer. Hey, remember when Adam said he didn't shit on me? (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) That was in the past. That was in the way past. I'm being nice. He hasn't started yet. (laughs) All right. So anyway, I'm going to try to get this uh, Gmail out. It's cogs.pod at gmail.com. Nice shit. Faux show. I feel good about that. Let's Can we do it, it alphabetically? Let's do the grams. Oh, yeah. So that's Instagram, in case you guys don't know what he means by the grams. I, get, I can read it off your ad if you want. Oh, go for it. Right here. I'll... At cogs.podcast. Oh, yeah. It's on, the, it's on my that forehead. Is a, that is a sexy hat. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hat. And it's it's that lovely flex fit. 
No. Why you got, why you got a shit on it? No, I'm not shitting on it. No. All right, fuck it. We're done for the evening. All right, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you all soon. And don't forget to have a conversation of your own. <laughs>